Hello, climate change. Waking up and taking action one conversation at a time. Today's conversation, I'm Amy Callisher. Today's conversation is with Randy McMahon. This is maybe like the third time that we've talked? I think talked? so, yeah. And one of my thoughts at the beginning of this whole process is to have repeated conversations with people. To see, because I felt like we'd go deeper over time. Mm-hmm. But it's been a while since we've talked, isn't it? It has been a while. Yeah. So, um, and as I was setting up, we were already kind of get diving into things. So let's start at the first thing, which is just how are you doing? Because the last time we talked was well before Trump became the president. Um, big, huge changes. I mean, some good and some not so good. Um, the good ones have been that I've become more active again, um, more inclined to read about what is going on and sharing it. Um, the bad is that it's really bad. We have, um, you know, a crazy man running America. Um, but, um, I, what worries me about Trump, there's many things, but one of the things is people look at Trump and go, Oh, the problem is Trump. And, Mm. um, it's not, it's, um, we have a neoliberal system that runs America and now we have somebody who's taking it, um, and he's going to run it off the rails. But um, I have to remind myself that, um, you know, Obama was not the great president. A lot of people think he was, and Bush was certainly the lousy president. Um, we're, we're in dangerous times. We, we have a system that requires that each president who comes along be... Um, power hungry and willing to play the corporate game and they all play it very well. Hmm. So. so the question was, and I'll ask again, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, at times I really do have to take a fast from reading. I'm, I'm a news junkie. I, I read all the time. I have an iPhone. I go and drink too much coffee and, mm-hmm. and um, read about what's going on. But um, yeah. I see some really positive things too. So I think I'm, I'm doing okay. And what are the positive things that you see? Um, people are in the streets. People are, are talking. Um, you know, we have a, a vigil every Friday at five o'clock on the, uh, the corner near the frog bridge in Willimantic. And Okay, wait, I'm going to time out because not everyone who listens to this is anywhere oh, right. near here. The Frog Bridge is basically a bridge with statues of frogs. Big, on the giant frogs. Yeah. And, and if you're from anywhere in this area, you sort of refer to it as the Frog, frog bridge. bridge. But it's it's one of the major roads in the middle of Willimantic, which is, of course, um, the Athens of northeastern Connecticut. Okay. it's <laughs> <laughs> an interesting way to put it. <laughs> Um, so we, we stand on the corner there and we've had 20 degree days where 40 people have showed up. We had close to 50 the other day. Mm. Um, and it's really positive. People come and there's a lot of people who have never been to a demonstration in their life and they're excited. Mm. And so that's the good part. It's, um, more and more and more people are saying, I have to do something. My sister is is um, getting involved in Atlanta, Georgia. And so when my sister becomes an activist, um, the entire country has become an activist. <laughs> ah, that's interesting. Mild, uh, 
mar- mile marker for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your own siblings. Yeah. No, I hear that. Yeah, that is an encouraging thing that, I mean, that, you know, <clears throat> conversations in the locker room at the gym where I go are, are more and more political. And it used to mm-hmm. be just all yep. about our families or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, the weather. <laughs> but now people are like, we, whoa, whoa, this is intense. Yeah. What's what's really interesting is CNN and MSNBC, and they're all covering every single anti-Trump demonstration. Mm. Hmm. Very interesting. Mm. Um, when um, Bernie Sanders was doing well and he would draw in 40,000 people to one of his um, gatherings, um, it, it would either be two minutes of news, if that, or it wasn't covered at all. Mm-hmm. And so um, we have somebody who is threatening the, the, the establishment and therefore they, it gets covered. I mean, it's exciting to see so many people pissed off. Can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, it, it's exciting to see, you know, the New York Times indignant over being kept out of the White House. Mm-hmm. Um, and they should have been that way all along. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's exciting. Th- those things are exciting, but they feel, I mean, all right, this reminds me of a very brief conversation we had in the co-op a little while ago, which I actually have talked about on the podcast, <laughs> where you told me about the demonstrations you've been doing weekly, and I said in my very cynical way, sorry to be cynical, but um, what difference does it make? And and I, the answer you gave me was, I, I don't think we, we went very far with the conversation, mm-hmm. but the answer you gave me at the time that I recall anyway, maybe there's more to it, um, was mostly about how it benefited the people doing it. And exactly. That yeah. Yeah. Um, we collect emails. We have probably close to 100 emails. So we're eventually organizing a group, which, um, and... Um, We've been using the indivisible handbook that is available online just as a way of talking to our Congress people. But I've never been one really big on talking to Congress because Congress um, is often the people who are causing much of the problem to begin with. um, They're sort of foot soldiers for the corporate interests in this country. Not all of them, but... um, and a lot of it is mental health. We stand there. Um, most of the cars that drive by beep furiously. Um, they're happy. They're, people are waving. Um, and I need to see that. I need mm-hmm. to see that something is happening positive from all this. Mm-hmm. Um, I read about Trump all the time. And, and he's got really dark plans for America. And, mm-hmm. and they're unfolding. And, and he's... Apparently, a man of his word. When he said he's going to screw up America, he's 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 doing a, a good job. He yeah. started on it. And there are websites. Uh, there's something like uh, I talked about this. Someone told me about it in in a previous episode, and I cannot think of what it's called. But it's something like well, there are a few. There's like something that. about the first hundred days. They follow yes. the first hundred days of right. what he's doing and all the I things that he mean. said he's going yeah. to do. And they have a color coded list of all these things he said he's going to do. It's like 186 things. And which ones has he done? Which ones has he yeah. compromised? Which ones has he done the opposite of? Um, and they go from everything from, you know, nitty gritty policy stuff about 
I don't know, not NAFTA or something, but those kind of things, maybe even that is included, um, to I'm not going to tweet anymore because it's not presidential. Well, that one's code red because it's, right. he's done that, he's done <laughs> obviously. That, yeah. But um, but it's just interesting to, it's a nice way to get away from all the the drama of what he says and he's going to, you know, his tweeting and yep, whatever yep. that doesn't, but actually to look at the actions. It's kind of nice that those those people doing that. Sometimes what I do when I need to feel like I'm doing something is um, on my website, awarmachine.com, um, there's a section called Resist Trump, and it has um, right now maybe 15 or 20 different sites that are that I consider to be pretty good as far as doing something about Trump. And mm-hmm. some of them are that. Some of them are boycott sites, like what companies should we boycott? where it will affect Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in, you have a huge repository of stuff on that site. I'm looking right now at my recent email. Oh, here it is. There's, have you heard of Flippable? This no. is a new one that I just learned about. Wait a minute, I just read about that today. Yeah. So what it is, this is a, um, so let's see. I'm looking at the email that was sent to me. It says, our goal is to win back our country by flipping vulnerable seats in Congress. Mm-hmm. So it basically keeps track of where all of the yes. elections are in every state and then gives you, I, I think they give you, I, I just signed up for it and I haven't gotten anything specific yet, but um, but they give you some like things to do. And as they said, at first, it's going to be, yeah, first, it says, in, in these early days, tasks may seem simple, calling your representative, signing petitions, or recruiting friends to join the cause. As our community grows, we plan to offer multiple ways to get involved, combining state-of-the-art analytics with tried-and-true organizing tactics. And it's like, okay, great, let's do it's it. It's called Flippable? Flippable. Yeah, I saw that word. Flippable.org. Indivisible has um, some of that information too. Do you know about that one? I've heard of it. I don't know. It was written by congressional um, progressive congressional staffers who most of them have left Congress, and they've created this site. Um, it's about a fifteen or twenty page workbook, and it has like what to say, what you know, what to do at various gatherings. Um, and so it really got me interested. And so I called um, my two senators, um, Chris Murphy and um, Blumenthal, and um, both of them had voted for four or five of um, Trump's um, cabinet people. Hmm. And, um, you know, and I was, <laughs> I'm, I'm not one to call Congress. Um, I've done it, but, you know, I haven't done it in a while. And so I'm talking to this man, and he's being very polite and everything, and I'm saying, so he voted for four out of five. Um, This is a liberal Democratic senator, U.S. senator from Connecticut, and he voted for four out of five at that point um, of Trump's people. Hmm. And I went through the list. I have multiple lists of all the various people that he's hired and, and who they are and what their voting record looks like if they've had office or whatever. And um, I, I didn't see one that I would consider qualified, um, not scary, thoughtful. They are all um, billionaires, and they, um, very few of them have any kind of experience in the area they're working. I'm looking at his voting record right now. 
lots of well, it's it's a long list, so it's hard to really. You know, they're both not bad as far as um, local stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, their foreign policy isn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them feels that bombing Gaza was okay. Mm-hmm. I I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I can't say that I'm for bombing anybody. Right, <laughs> I'm not either. Yeah. So it has. So it's gotten me to to do research and and compile lists and mm-hmm. come up with stuff. It's yeah. the Virgo in me mm-hmm. likes to make lists. Yeah. <laughs> well, I find myself. I I I feel like I in the time that I've done this, and I, I think we talked towards the very beginning of me starting to make these podcasts. Something has shifted for me where I've gone from focusing on climate change exclusively and myself, my small world exclusively. Like, what am I doing with, is my house well enough insulated? That kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And now there's this, you know, we just have, our our country is being steered in such a terrible direction. It's forcing me to think about how to have more of an impact beyond voting. But I still, I I think that this is where I was saying to you when when I was setting up, my husband and you are on opposite right. sides of the spectrum and I'm kind of in the middle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like his feeling is that the imperative action is to get, it's not perfect, but that our strongest way of getting Trump out of power is putting all of our focus or a lot of our focus on voting in people who will not say yes to his agenda. Basically Democrats is the way he's seeing it uh, into Congress in the, in the next two, in the, in the two years mm-hmm. from now election. I want to know what you would say to that. Um, I think it's a waste of time. Hmm. Um, it reminds me of, I was at Eastern listening to Howard Zinn speak to a group, and a, a young woman stood up and said, Dr. Zinn, what do you think of the idea of bring a, bringing about change through electoral politics? And he said, I don't think anything of it. It doesn't work. So we, We've I- had one... Democrat after another, um, you know, people see what they want to see. Everybody saw Obama as a peace guy. Obama dropped 11 times the tonnage of bombs than Bush did. Mm -hmm. Um, He locked up more whistleblowers than all the other presidents combined. And and I would love to see somebody run, but the Democratic Party will never, ever, ever allow a progressive to even get in the race. I mean, they, the, the, the primaries were a scam. Um, they, they stole that. Bernie Sanders probably would have won. Um, they, it just is not going to happen. I would love it if it was. So, but when I hear you say that, I think, well, what's the alternative? Because the alternative is to me, if we, if we don't, if we decide that electoral politics doesn't work, I'm saying it doesn't work the way it is now. Okay. It doesn't mean it won't work in the future. Okay. But uh, yesterday's um, vote of the head of the DNC was a good example. Obama pressured um, the system. Hillary Clinton pressured the system. And Perez wins over somebody who was certainly not a bomb-throwing radical. Mm -hmm. Um, But Perez won. And Perez is is a guy who is very kind to Wall Street and mm. and big banks, uh, and so you just they won't allow it mm. unless 
there's pressure. Okay, so now, so that's. I don't, but I don't know. You know. Uh, you know, a few million people demonstrated in the streets when Bush was going into right. Iraq, and it's ignored. Yeah, see, that's where that's where like I feel like it's almost like straining across a uh, a chasm. Um, we have this idea that it doesn't work, and yet it's the system we have, and the level of pressure that needs to be exerted. I mean, to me, I keep coming back to, well, we we have to get a lot more people. Um, I don't know. We need a real third party. Um, I don't know that mm. the Green Party is, has got it. Mm. Um, I, I don't, or we need to take over the Democratic Party, but I don't think that's really possible. There yeah, is so much money and so much power. Yeah. And they would rather lose elections than lose their base of bankers and, and corporate CEOs um, by becoming real. Mm. They know they're going to lose a lot of money if they decide to become progressive. And they're not going to get the bank money. You know, Bernie Sanders did pretty well without bank money. Mm-hmm. So this is where I come down on this. Like when I look at it, I see right now this huge polarization of the media where you know our president is basically saying anything but fox and breitbart is fake news basically anything um that you know we grew up feeling like this is mainstream and never questioned you know maybe there's some questioning in the if you go deep into you know people's people who are really paying close attention to each media source, but we basically didn't question the integrity of the New York Times, or, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's got to, it's, it's got to uh, backfire at some point. What's going to backfire? The idea of, of challenging the veracity of these long established news. Uh, well, news you know, stories. some of what he's saying is true. Mm-hmm. Um, the New York Times lied about the introduction to the Iraq war. I mean, they had huge, huge. Um, Judith Miller wrote that, um, that you know, that was proof that there was weapons of mass destruction, all that stuff. They made up stories, and, and it was a total lie. Um, the New York Times also has some well, but of the wait, best journalists. Our government lied that there was... That there was the government lied, but and the, and the New York Times parroted it. They put it on on. Okay, so they didn't make up their own lies. They just Judith Miller made up the lies. Some of the lies. Well, I know nothing about the story, so it's I won't. Google Judith Miller. I mean, she was Mm -hmm. an amazingly dishonest person, and I think she was fired. Um, Mm -hmm. The New York Times also has some of the best journalists in in the Mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just listening to um, on a, a podcast called Intercepted which is Jeremy Scahill and Naomi Klein, and mm. um, it's really good. And they're talking about James Risen, who was a, who is a reporter for the New York Times, who was threatened with jail um, if he didn't tell his, his sources, and he refused, and he won the case, so they just they backed off. Mm. Um, but, you know, he's an amazing journalist. Judith Miller was not. Mm. Well, that sounds like a good podcast to check out. I will definitely do that. I like. I would like to know what Naomi Klein has to say these days. It's uh, the Intercept is a um, 
it's the first one in line on, on my website. And it's, it's um, Glenn Greenwald and all the people who, with Snowden, blew the whistle on the, the NSA spying. And um, I've always had a lot of respect for um, Naomi Klein. Mm. But it's the podcast is, is some of parts of it are actually humorous. And um, it's usually about a 50 to 65 minute talk. And it's it's really well done, and they have incredible people. They have former FBI agents who decided to tell the truth. So oh, it's wow. good. All right. So good you know advice. a lot of you know, but but keeping them out of the White House is 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 criminal, mm-hmm. is ridiculous. It's yeah. unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. No, they're not always the best. Um, right. They don't always tell the whole story. I mean. The, the the whole thing with Russia um, that Russia got into our election and 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 that's questionable whether that's even true. I mean the the stories that the Washington Post and the New York Times ran had had n- nothing to corroborate. Mm. They, they didn't they didn't have any kind of real proof. Mm. And um, you know the, the the left media the you know intercept and counterpunch and even the nation is um, saying it's really questionable whether they, they did that. Mm. And it, it's really kind of absurd that we are upset about a government interfering with somebody's election when we've made a habit of it for the last, last mm. 50 years. So. Yeah. yeah, it's... Don't get me started. <laughs> I think you're already started. I to break it to you. <laughs> no, I, uh, no, I think, I mean, this is a huge wake-up call in our country, and it's very i guess when i when i say that i think it has to backfire and i don't mean i don't mean specifically the agenda trump's agenda will back be be defeated by um people questioning these things about the media but i think that the idea of us having to look more deeply at the things we take for granted mm-hmm. around what's true and what's not true um uh what what politicians are saying and what they're not saying, what they're doing and what they're not doing, mm-hmm. um, what our values, our core values are as a people. I, I, I keep coming back to this, and I'm sorry to people who listen to every episode because I've said it so many times now, but <laughs> I just recently heard, and I can't remember who said it, um, somebody say uh, that fascism is not an I- idealism, or is not a system of the right it's not it's a system of the center and it grows out of nationalism and and i was realizing this makes so much sense now because what trump represents is capitalism um and the values that are mm-hmm. in capitalism rather than left or right so mm-hmm. to speak and so you know that's kind of where he's finding purchase i think is in this idea of the american dream the people who are who are kind of feeling something positive around trump feel like this American dream kind of uh, fantasy, frankly, the American fantasy. <laughs> okay, now I'm getting very extreme in my own position, but um, is uh, getting a shot of juice, you know, it's getting reinvigorated or something. But keep in mind that there's still <clears throat> a vast majority of the American people do not like Trump. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And um, there's a vast majority now who are losing out on the American dream, um, mm-hmm. not just yes. not just mm-hmm. because of Trump, but um, 
Clinton and Obama and Bush and and you have eight people, six of them are Americans, who own more than the bottom 3.8 billion people. Yeah. Eight people. Which is how 3.8 billion you're talking about in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like what seven billion, eight billion people. Something like that. I mean, they they make more than the bottom three point eight billion people. Yeah, right. Fifty six percent of the American people don't own a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean that the things the, 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 scary. The, the the one thing that hit me really hard at the beginning of this Trump presidency and all of the things that people were up in arms about. Um, and what is the goals and all that? It's just like it's all concentration of wealth. It's all nailing down wealth. I'm convinced that whether or not Trump and those like him have a realistic idea of what climate change is or not, they believe that it's all going to come down to a scramble for resources and survival of the fittest, so to speak. Whoever controls, whoever has you know access to scarce resources is going to survive. And but we've just, been doing that for 50 years. Yes, but I think it's become, uh, it's just, it's, it's, the extremity has grown. It's the exact same stuff where poor people die, rich people survive. And so, you know, people who have perspective where they can see the whole picture and have control are, are growing, grabbing for more control. And, um, I don't know. I, I don't think that there's the denial is at all uh, real in in the in those people. It's just manipulation. So. Well, I mean, the, the America's been purchased by um, corporate money, big money, huge money, yeah. and the, the, what they call the dark state, the CIA, NSA, DIA, FBI. Those are the cops who keep it there, mm-hmm. and they are incredibly powerful. There's a lot of people writing now that um, that there's a soft coup happening mm-hmm. within the government, that um, he's going to be shoved aside and um, mm-hmm. because he, he actually surprisingly enough threatens you know, the mainstream, the, the, the mm-hmm. administration, the... Well, he exposes it all because he's so... There's, there's no... I mean, it's so obvious with him that it's all false. Well, I mean, the, the whole dark state wants to invade Russia. Yeah. And he's mm. saying, no, he's making too much money off Russia. Mm. And um, he wants to invade um, Iran. And there's actually people within the, the um, intelligence and military communities who are saying that would be suicidal. Yeah. So um, it's dark, a few dark forces fighting each other, and in the middle is the American people who really just want enough money to pay their bills and, right. and have a house. Right. And the number of people homeless now is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I mean, I think another thing that is hard to come to terms with with all this is that it's sort of like, I think I said this to you when we ran into you. We were walking our dog and ran into you on mm-hmm. the park. It's like holding back a tsunami. Like we're trying to figure out how we can, with our our signs on the street corners, you know, stop something that's much, much more powerful than, than mm-hmm. us. And and at the same time, it's made by humans. So it's not, you know, like there's an illusion that it's more powerful than us. 
because we've all bought into different levels of this sort of structure. I mean, you just think about money. Money is is not is nothing. It's pieces of paper and pieces of metal. It's not actually like years ago used to represent an actual. This this means this much gold or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now it's just the system we have, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's all it all can come crashing down at any moment. If uh, and and I guess I mean there's I think for some and maybe you're one of them. The idea of it all coming crashing down looks appealing and but scary and dangerous at the same time. No, it's easy for me to say because I probably wouldn't suffer as much as many many people. Right. I wouldn't be comfortable, but. Um, no, I don't think that's, I mean, whether we like it or not, I I don't have the control over that, um, but it could come crashing down very easily. um, When you think about what happened in 2008, the banks, um, just absolute criminal behavior and millions of people either lost their jobs, lost their houses, um... And not one of those bastards went to jail. Mm-hmm. And Obama just pretended, he said, we're going to look forward. Mm-hmm. And the, the bank people should have been in jail. Yeah. In, in Iceland, um, they jailed the bankers. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. They jailed them. They said, nope, you guys are criminals and you belong in jail. Mm-hmm. And um, here they get promotions and more money. Yeah. There's a great movie about that whole um, scandal, the, the the home loan stuff. Do, do you see it? I have it. Um, What's it called? It's not Casino. No. I have one about the whole, the the house buying thing, and it just it it makes you so angry. Yeah. yeah. It's just and. Um, that that's why I mean I really I find it very difficult to look at the Democrat certainly not the Republican Party, um, but I can't look at the Democratic Party as any kind of cure at all. Mm-hmm. They they've been just as they're smarter. They come off as like they care. They 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 throw us a few bones. You know they, they they'll um, get, they'll support gay marriage and they'll um, support various things like Planned Parenthood. And abortion, um, but they're still playing the same. And they game. don't deny climate change. And they don't deny it. Right. They don't do much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Obama made a few token gestures, but um, we're talking about something that um, could start the process of extinction within um, a few decades. Oh, it's well. First of all, it's or well it's underway. It's well underway. I don't know how many people die every summer. Well, it's not just people, but I mean, you watch you watch our whole the the, the extinction extinction of species on a daily right. basis. There's multiple extinctions every day. There was an area in Iran last summer that had um, a heat index. Now I'm not sure what that means. That means that it it feels like. Okay, so, it was 165 degrees, yeah. but the actual temperatures in some of the parts of India and the yeah. Middle East are in the mid-120s. And now the phone is ringing. Let's just wait. Okay, you were saying? Um, Did well, we lose it? The what? Did we lose track of it? Uh, the, the heat. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they said um, in Europe... Something like twenty thousand people died of heat-related illnesses. They don't. They, uh, they didn't. 
you know, explode on the street, but they died because the heat was so unbearable. They they were, you know, elderly or or young children Mm -hmm. are very susceptible to that. It's, um, yeah, this whole thing that it's, that it's a scam. Um, there's so much information. It's, it's, it's not even arguable anymore. Right. It's, it's real. Um, yeah, that, that's another thing that's changed in the year, in the, what is it, a year and a half or more that I've been doing this podcast. Um, the conversations I'm having are less and less about what, defending the idea yeah, that you don't have that to it's defend real. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a done deal. Yeah. And, and we're going to cook. Yeah. If um, there are climate scientists now, there's one who just came out and said, um, within 10 years, yeah. we will start witnessing the beginning of extinction of humans. Mm-hmm. Um, like, where... Okay, so they know the government lies, a lot of people. Where's the outrage? Where are the people doing anything? Anything. The American people are notorious for waiting until... I don't know what what signal would be the one that says, get out on the fucking streets and do something. Yeah. Do anything. Um Go to meetings. Go, go, sit in your congressman's office and not leave until they make a statement. Okay, but now, but here's the thing. I mean, even you were saying the other day that that you, that, that you just I don't know what you said exactly, but there's something toward alluding toward the, towards the burnout on going to meetings and mm-hmm. feeling like it wasn't making a difference. Frustration, yeah, absolutely, yeah, sure. So I mean, but but I'm talking about the people who. <clears throat> aren't doing anything. Yeah. You know, and it's not that they're not caring people. They're very caring right. people. But in this country, what do we do? We vote every four years. And we, we used to think, I used to think, well, that was, I did my good thing. You know, mm-hmm. I don't see that anymore. But um, it is, I'm frustrated. I don't, you know, I stand on the corner and we have a good time and we feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that in itself is something good. But, um, I don't know what to do. I'm calling Chris Murphy's office and saying I'm, I'm a constituent and I'm angry that he voted for four out of five of Trump's people. Um, what does that do? Mm-hmm. I don't think it does much. Mm-hmm. I read a lot of Chris Hedges. Mm-hmm. Do you read Chris Hedges? Uh, not recently, but... He, yeah. he talks, he's saying, you know, he's a former New York Times reporter and he's a <clears throat> he was ordained as a minister and and he said there's only one avenue left and it's for enough people to go into the streets mm. and nonviolently stop the system to mm. shut it down and even some a lot of the women who went to Washington are talking about major strikes mm-hmm. yeah i mean the the i think they are <clears throat> The recent, uh, I don't remember what they called it, but the day where they had immigrants, uh, everyone who was an immigrant, right. step back um, as, a, as, a, as a way of showing us how much of it, immigrants are integral to our country. Like that, I think that was a step in that direction. That was a great idea yeah. because a lot of restaurants in New York yeah. um, were closed. That, yeah. And, you know, teachers and students didn't go to school and, mm-hmm. you know. I wonder about doctors. There's a lot of immigrant doctors. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, how many of them felt that they could... I mean, because you're stepping away from caring for people, and that's 
pretty extreme. Uh, you know what I love to see is in um, conservative states, the people are showing up at their town hall meetings of their Congress people, and they are oh yeah a thousand people Angry. screaming at uh, this person, and the person is just you know up until that point, all they had to do was walk in there, and they were you know in in no problem at all, and now they're standing up there, and they're, uh, 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 you know, and it just, yeah. it's a little bit of mental health for me to watch these bastards squirm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that it translates to something when they come up for election. I mean, I, I, I can't think that it won't, but... Um, How could it not? Well, I, I mean, the thing, uh, so I was talking to this political scientist who said that, you know, all the political science predicted that Trump was going to win. And he just summed it up. He said, Republicans vote, Democrats don't. And hopefully that's changing. I mean, that's the, I mean, you know, I, I guess I feel, I feel like that I agree with you that the Democrats are, are not all the, I, well, let me, I have my own take on it. It's a little bit different than yours, I guess. I, I wouldn't say they're just as bad. And I wouldn't say that they're, um, I wouldn't say even that, I wouldn't even say that Republicans are bad. I would say that that they're they're all they're, to the degree that anyone is owned in our system because they need the money to run and they need the support of the people with the money. Then you know to that extent that they're all compromised. And um, oh, where am I going with this? I guess I feel like we have to, as a people be paying close attention to what they're actually doing, what they're actually voting for, and to continue to hold them hold them to the flame, basically. And I think that that's... The, I don't know that we... I don't know that how much progress we'll make, because we're so, so far behind. I disagree. Hmm. I do. Okay. Um, we've been holding them to the flame. We've been voting for the lesser evil, and we still have... The we is too small. That's the way I think of it. The well, we that you're talking about is such a small number. You know, why would somebody want to vote for Hillary Clinton when she's she goes in and, and talks to Wall Street and makes more than these people make in five years? Mm-hmm. And, and and they know perfectly well what she's about. Why would they want to vote for Trump, who who's a reality show, but they're just pissed off and they're, you know, somebody who who, who listens to them. Look at look at the people who showed up for, you know, Bernie Sanders. I mean, I wasn't a huge Bernie Sanders fan. If he was the Democratic choice, I would certainly vote for him. Mm-hmm. Um, because he brought up things like single-payer health care, and he talked about better schools, and he talked about you know, things that everybody needs to talk about and believe that the government can provide. But, you know, Hillary Clinton said it's off the table. Um single-payer health, but we can spend $6 billion a day on defense, but we can't provide the same insurance deal that the rest of the world has. You know, people see through that, you know, both sides do it. They're both corporate parties. They're, they're both useless. And we need a party that really, I don't think we would even recognize a party that listened to us and really, you know, went beyond what we needed. Like say, no, you guys need single payer health care. This is why it's important. Right. Yeah. And you know, lots of big, powerful 
ugly, dictatorial governments collapsed overnight when enough people just said, that's it. Um, I remember Chris Hedges was talking about, um, he, he was predicting that Yugoslavia in the next five years would, um, or was it Czechoslovakia, one of those countries. And um, within four weeks, it collapsed. Mm. It was over. And it was over because the military just would not corral these people anymore. Mm. And they went along with the yeah. people. And that and that was so wonderful at Standing Rock, seeing the ex-military yep. people yep. come to, to help help on the side of the protesters. That was a very powerful thing. You yeah. know, they, they may not have won that battle, but that was a huge part of the yeah. war. Yeah. And um, it's just a lot of people. I, I mean, there's must be so many repercussions from that. I'm thinking about people who are currently in the military who <clears throat> may have come across that happening mm-hmm. and how that makes them question what they're doing. And, you know, those of us who were watching what was happening there and feeling scared about it, feeling like, no, there's going to be, this is, there's something powerful. That, mm-hmm. So we'll just keep getting behind it. There but, are good things happening. Yeah. And and um, we're running out of time, but I wanted to mention one other thing that came up while we were setting up. We were talking about, both of us are artists. I wanted to share what I was telling you, mm-hmm. um, which is that I had this, I've been thinking for a long time about how I can help with I mean, basically, I feel discouraged about the financial piece of what needs to happen because we, those of us who are wanting to contribute to a better system and better plan and better, you know, uh, making a bigger megaphone for, Mm -hmm. uh, for, for our own point of view on things and our own point of what reality is, (laughs) as opposed to what Trump um, describes it as. So I felt discouraged about it because we have pennies and they have, you know, mountains of, of gold. But I have felt like, well, I'm going to try anyway when it comes to, to, to fundraising and I'm going to sell a bunch of my artwork and feed that money into these efforts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I've had this inspiration today to do a show towards that. And there were some specifics about how that show might look. But the message that kind of got clear for me is that That's the resistance will be funded by art. Mm-hmm. And we can make things. We've never, we're never poor when we, we can make, you know, so. You know, I bet we could get Chad to get art space. Oh, sure. That would be awesome. That'd be a neat space. Mm-hmm. Resistance art. Yeah. I like that. Art, art for the resistance or art something the, like that. Yeah, it doesn't um, have to be art and, about the resistance. Yeah, exactly. Not at all. Any kind of art. But I, I think that would be want to be very specific about sizes and prices and, and all of it being full out donated. And so, you know. We're not looking. Yeah, so Does we'll talk about. Does everything have to be squares? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think it needs to be uniform. I think it needs to be a, this visually stunning thing that you walk into, and everything is just wall to wall checkerboard with artwork. So, anyway, you know, we'll ha- talk more about it. Okay. Yeah. You know, go right. ahead. Um, they had a um, a show at Willimantic Records mm-hmm. of art that was done on square pieces, like um, post-it oh, yeah. notes, right. and they had thousands. Uh-huh. Really, and some of them are amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was oh, neat. Oh, I didn't get to see that. That would have been mm, cool. It was fun. Well, thanks again for coming and talking with me. It was fun. Tip of another iceberg. Yep. Uh, I don't actually not a good analogy right now, but <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. <laughs>
All right. It was I good to be here. It. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Randy.